We get to talk about our emotions and our feelings because we have exclusive time together, and that time is planned time. It's organized around not just my schedule but her mother's. Both of us, as co-parents, have unique parenting styles, and we may argue at times. But what we can always agree on is how to raise a human, our human. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Periodsis, brought to you by none other than the official box owner. This is your host Mandy B, and I am super excited about this week's episode. I am joined by a friend to speak co-parenting, and it's so interesting because I myself do come from a single-parent household where I would go and see my dad on some weekends. I mean, whenever the hell he wanted to take me, but. It's really interesting to have the conversation now at the adult age with a friend who is going through what I envisioned my mom to go through, how to raise children with someone that you're no longer with.、Um, and it's odd because I want to believe that when many of us, you know, go through the The, the goals and mindsets of building a family. Of course, we anticipate our partner to be right there with us every step of the way. However, realistically, that just does not always happen. So, on this week's episode, I'm excited for y'all to take this journey down co-parenting with me. And once again, it's a tale of womanhood by women for women. Gigi, girl, thank you for joining me. Y'all don't know it yet, but I am joined by Gigi, who is the host of the Oprah Rose podcast. You guys can tune into that show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. But I'm super excited to be having this conversation with her today regarding co-parenting. So, what up, Gigi? What's up, Mandy? <laughs> Oh, oh, you、so、want? Okay, okay. So we had the problem with your mic. Now you want me to turn down your goddamn level? I'm not gonna scream no more. I, I'm gonna be a good girl. <laughs> so we're having again all of the t- tales of womanhood, and yet again, here's a conversation where I have literally all of the questions because I don't have the answers, girl. I have a cat, and、yeah. I'm the only parent to this cat, but. <laughs> I want to, I guess, start the conversation into co-parenting, where if you can begin, you are with the father of your child. You decide it's not working, and now you realize that you guys are going to have to raise this child、um, without being together. What was that like, and what was that conversation? Well, you know, it's it's kind of crazy.、Um, I guess. I can story tell a little bit for you and kind of provide a little bit of、uh, construct around、yeah. everything because I think that that is equally as important to how we got to where we are.、Yeah. Um, but my ex and I were very good friends. We worked together、uh, previously, like maybe I think we met maybe ten years ago、um, as being colleagues, and then we became really, really, really good friends. What does that mean? It means like every time he moved, I would come help him with his apartment, whatever it was. If it was like, "Hey, yo, G, I need like some sheets. Do you have some?" Like just anything like that. That was the levels of our relationship.、Um, we were very, very close. He knew a lot about me. I knew a lot about him.、Um, our relationship began to evolve a little bit more once he、uh, moved to California and gave me a call and said, you know, hey, I really like you and I think we should try dating.、Um, 
obviously I was a little bit confused because I was still in New York and the concept of having a long distance relationship, even with somebody that you know, in the beginning can be a little bit, you know, daunting. Like you want to be with the person that you're dating. You want to see them. You want to go to their house. You want to hang out. That's important, right? In that kind of, I think so. I'd be liking liking to miss people. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, ooh, let's plan a trip. When we going to see each other? That is very, very important. It, that is equally as important. But what I will say is because our dynamic was a little bit different because we knew each other very well, but not in a romantic way. So we kind of needed to set that level of foundation, which to me required a little bit more um, time. And the long distance on two different coasts was kind of scary. But anyway, fast forward. The first time we had sex, I got pregnant, uh, which was, what? yeah. Which was around my birthday of when I turned 31 um, or 32, excuse me. Um, And so that was a very scary moment for me um, for multiple reasons. One, because we weren't in a relationship. I lived on two, we lived on two different coasts. I was a bar, a full-time bartender at that time. Um, I had also had two abortions before. And so, you know, you start thinking about all of these things like, damn, okay, I actually do want a child at some point in my life. Right. This isn't really the most ideal situation, but I'm not really comfortable have moving forward. Um, and, you know, this shit is crazy. How did I get to keeping the baby? Because she's here, because obviously I'm on this podcast talking about co-parenting. Um, so you decided to be condola and I say, listen, I, you was like, I'm going to have this baby whether you want to be. <laughs> no, I'm so mad. Well, but anyway, no, no, but, but also I guess all of these emotions were going through, not yeah. only because, not only because you had, you know, prior pregnancies or because you guys weren't even in a relationship, but I assume because you guys were not in a relationship that you also didn't have the prior conversation to, Hey, do you you want a baby? What if I get pregnant? And I know that Mm -hmm. that wasn't a conversation. If you got pregnant on the first time y'all had sex. No, it was not. However, he did want kids. Um, He was aware that I wanted kids, but he was the one who was actually very persistent about us moving forward with having the child, which is very interesting, but great, you know, because you don't want a Lawrence situation. Where, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, he was mad at me for even talking about having an abortion. Cause that oh, was wow. like, you know what this shit, I guess I got to do it three times then, you know, that was my initial response. Um, but he was against it. And so obviously I ended up having the baby, um, what I will say is that it is very, very important. And from what I've learned is that you have to have a solid, solid, solid foundation prior to having a child with someone. And because we were friends, I thought that we had a foundation, but we did not because you know someone as your friend, you don't know someone as your lover, as your mate, as your counterpart. And that's not to say anything demeaning to him. It it goes both ways. There were things that he didn't know about me, um, things that I wanted uh, in our relationship that, you know, we had those convers started to have those conversations on the back end after we had already had a kid and it became somewhat of a, of a mind fuck in ways, you know, like did the, did the child 
make you guys more than friends? I guess upon finding out that you were pregnant, was he involved during the whole pregnancy? He was very much so involved. He moved back to New York um, for a limited amount of time uh, because he owns his own business. So he had that level of flexibility. So he would fly back to California if he had important meetings, but he would be there in New York with me to attend all of the, you know, the meet, I mean, Lord meetings, the, uh, the sonograms and doctor's appointments and, you know, the, went to the birthing classes and all of that shit, because neither one of us really knew what we were up against. We were both right. first time parents in a very interesting <laughs> situation. So it was a learning curve for the both of us. He was very much so present. The baby, what a baby does is, and I think people think that, you know, a baby will change things. What they do is they amplify the things that are already present in whatever relationship it may be. And you realize, oh shit, this might really be a problem. Um, and one like of those, what? yeah, for me, for us, it was a level of connecting, which is one thing that couples also uh, have issues with when, I was about to you say, know. bitch, I have problems connecting without <laughs> no kids. I mean, shit, right. bitch. Uh, water right. is wet. <laughs> right. I know. I know. I know. But co- but connecting is so, so, so important when you have a kid, because especially for women, you know, your body changes, you go through so much, your mind is not the same. I suffered from postpartum depression really, really bad. Um, I spoke about it on the Oprah Rose show once, but I don't, I never went into the levels of which you experience it because it, it comes in waves. It's not, and everybody's experience and process is different. I feel like I didn't really get into the other side until maybe March of this year. And my daughter will be two in August. So that kind of gives you a frame of what that's like, you know, Um, all of the hormones, you finally getting back to your body and what that looks like, what that feels like. Um, to, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. And all of that provides or pushes an extra amount of stress on your relationship. So, um, he ended up moving back to California and that created distance. So first we had the disconnect where we're not connecting, but then you move back and I'm in New York and we're trying to have, um, we're trying to raise a child and be in a relationship where everything kind of always just kind of goes to the child, you know, what their needs are, especially when there's distance. I end up moving to California um, at the beginning of COVID and we decided that our relationship wasn't really working. It was very much so. And I can't speak for other people's experiences because we hear a lot of horrific um, stories from our friends, from social media, from everything about, you know, co-parenting being up the ass or we had a big fight or whatever our conversation was very very adult it was very very um mature uh you know so so can mm -hmm. you would you be able to walk us through that adult mature conversation I think again (laughs) I I think again I communication is such a big thing with with relationships but for whatever reason even again amplifying a situation that is already there. If someone is a bad communicator, having a child can only make it even worse. So you guys decide that it's not the best for you guys to be together, Mm -hmm. but you have a child. What is the conversation like in regards to how you will move forward with co-parenting? What I will say is I was not always a good communicator. And I, it's something that I have gotten a lot better with thanks to therapy. I am an avid therapy supporter. If you haven't gone, 
I suggest it for everyone. Um, it doesn't even necessarily have to be like a heavy trauma and fueled life, you know, but it's, it's that one time a week or biweekly where you have one hour devoted to you, to whatever it is that you want to talk about. Um, and so therapy helped me be a better communicator because I was a bottler. And honestly, I have to have accountability in this, you know, Mandy, we're talking to you that I have accountability in areas that I fucked up in our relationship. One of them being, communication. I had no idea how to communicate. And I'm one of those people that you would think because I'm so outwardly spoken, I'm loud, I'm rambunctious, I'm vibrant, I'm all of these things that I would know how to say like, hey, this bothers me in an effective way that he Mm -hmm. understands it because you can communicate. Communicating isn't just saying like, this shit is fucked up. Communication is saying, hey, we experienced this. I know it sounds crazy, but it, it really is. real therapeutic right now. <laughs> no, it, it, I really had to go back to those I phrases. It makes me feel like this. So when we had that, uh, that conversation, you know, it came down to, hey, I'm here in LA. I moved for our family. I moved for us. I don't feel like you really want me here, you know? And that wasn't to say that he, you know, is being mean to me or anything like that, but it's, we aren't connecting. And I feel like you are okay with that. And if that is the case, that is okay with me as well. Um, How do we make sure that we are good? Because our best interest is this child. What can I do to make sure that you are comfortable with us being good? You know, and with the, with the conversation of separating as a couple, mm-hmm. was there any was there any inkling that he would want sole custody of the child at all? No. Like, what was that conversation? So you knew that you would be the sole provider of the mm-hmm. child. Yeah. Um. You guys decided to break it off mm-hmm. because your child is so young. I know that they didn't really have any say. So what was the conversation like as far as creating a co-parenting schedule or is there, is there one at all? At the moment it's, we, cause we are still moving through that at the moment, what we have works, you know, where it's like, Hey, if you want this block of time, we can do that. Uh, and it's sort of like, Hey, is this the weekend that works for you? Um, I know some people who got it blocked out where they have like the whole year blocked out, like so basically like a right. damn <laughs> invite reoccurring, like this is your biweekly, you know, and maybe I think once she's a little bit older and things like school become involved and, and other life elements become involved, we may get to a point like that. At the moment, we're both still working from home. We don't have like crazy schedules that you know, require like, Hey, I need this. You need that. That's like, you know, that we can't like figure out. Um, but I do foresee, you know, a moment where it's like, Hey, are, you know, it's summertime or is she spending a month with you and a month with me? Like, you know, I think that's crazy that you way to that. And it's crazy that you bring that up because I think that their resentment builds up when maybe one parent seems like they're taking more of the load on. Right. I I found this, that studies show that after a divorce or a failed relationship, 
each parent needs to understand and accept that everything in the relationship to parenting and childcare responsibilities will not be equal. So prioritizing and focusing on equality does not lead to cooperative and supportive co-parenting. Do you agree with this? Or do you believe that it is reasonable to not expect equality in co-parenting and and in that dynamic? (sighs) That's a, that's very, that's a very, very good statement. I I mean, I think for us, oh, that's tough. I know. It's like- <laughs> because because I, I just know that, uh, and again, I, I share this on an episode um, regarding growing up in a single parent household. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, it was used against me. Like my dad saw us one weekend a month during a good route. So yeah. it was just like- Okay, is that really enough as a parent? And and, and I know not, that the parent mm-hmm. that takes on most of the responsibility then sort of begins to resent that. Yeah. What I will say though, and then this is honestly me being transparent here, is that I felt that way when we were still in a relationship. That can happen in mm. anything. That can happen in a marriage. That can happen in in any level of a relationship if you have a child involved. I think women will naturally like lean in and be like, okay, hey, diapers, changing, bath, you know, food, all of these things, it just become, I don't want to, it it is innate, but you have to learn too. There, me being a mom is an everyday learning curve, right? And we're in it. Sometimes, and, and sometimes women will enable their partners in any way, Right. So that they can't become healthier parents for themselves. And that was something that I too was doing in my relationship. Like, oh, I got it. Don't worry about it. Forget it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And that I is, would, and I, you I was going to say, I guess that. that's kind of a benefit. I mean, I guess it's kind of a benefit though, to, to an extent. I want to yeah. say as far as doing that, it, and I love that you mentioned that co-parenting happens, whether you're separated, married together, like co-parenting mm-hmm. is co-parenting. Do you feel like that you've been given the ability to explore other parts of yourself that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to discover um, if you weren't co-parenting with someone else? No. I think that I would create that for myself anyway. Well, wait, okay. When you say that, what, I guess, what exactly do you mean? Like, do you mean, is it because I'm creating more time that I have these experiences for myself? Yeah. Not only that, but even with you going to therapy, your ability to, to, I guess, even communicate with a partner or sharing what's frustrating to you. And, and, and maybe this, this wouldn't have been. A, a thing because you know we have our friendships mm-hmm. we have our family members and we just learn how to coexist with them the way that we seem fit yeah. however when you have a child not only do you need to communicate with you know ex-partner but you're doing so because for the benefit of a whole child right so okay. do you Crazy. feel like you've dug deeper into how you communicate or how you go about living as a human being being that you're now co-parenting with someone yeah okay now hearing it yes absolutely (laughs) i would not you're you're so good mandy you're so good at what you do (laughs) i would not have been here i honestly credit everything every like life milestone to my kid because Mm. she forced me to be a better person i had to be i didn't give a fuck about myself I can just say that. 
like open. I didn't really care. You know, I, I had dreams, I had goals, I had things that I wanted to do, but I was so stuck on being hurt about things, hurt about like not getting that job, hurt about missing that opportunity, hurt about so many different shit, hurt about hating my dad, you know, like everything. But my, my kid forced me to be better in all fronts, you know, and, and because of her, even though this is a less than, uh, a less than favorable situation that I would like to have seen myself in. I see the beauty in how important it was for me to become a better person so that I can not only be a great mother to her, but also still be a better partner to him. Even though we are no longer in a relationship, we are bonded together for life whether we like it or not. And so, and I don't foresee every day being, you know, peachy keen or happy go lucky. You know, it wasn't when we were in a relationship. So I don't expect it to be that case now, but as long as we are aligned with being good so that she is well, then that's all that matters. And that seems to be the focus that we have. And I just hope that we maintain that. So you you're now currently dating, correct? Um, Ish. I'm open, but I haven't had any traction. <laughs> I, I just wanted to kind of ask you as well, with that yeah. open communication, as far as co-parenting, um, if that has been a conversation regarding how you guys choose to introduce other partners, being that you guys aren't together, has that been a conversation at all? We've slowly tried to I think it's like it was referenced but then it was kind of shut down I don't think either one of us are really ready to like dig 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 deep into that um as it pertains to like meeting the child meeting uh, a new person but the conversation of levels of respect have been placed and that that conversation has been had we have that um, in place. What I, signifies as respect in that conversation? What is respectful and what is disrespectful? Respectful, it means that for us, like there, if we, if there's an interest that a person wants to be close to our child, that they meet the other person first. Like oh, before okay. you meet Jesse or before I meet or his girlfriend, if she, if there was one, before she meets Jesse, I have to meet her and vice versa. Okay. Um, just so that there's a conversation that can be, but honestly, I don't, I don't want it to be like this whole, you know, ah, you're the new woman. Fuck you. You know, like, it's just so like, Hey, you're going to be around my daughter. I'm her mom. Like, you know, these are the things that I like. And these are the things that, you know, whatever. And, and, and even that I could be, I could be wrong or incorrect because we haven't, been, we haven't made it to that stage yet. Right. Um, I think it's still very much so a, a learning curve for us, but with additional levels of respect, if your time is your time with Jess, then let it be that, you know, um, unless it's something obviously important that comes up, but I don't want you to like curb your, a date for your daughter because you have a date and vice versa. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't think anyone goes into, Hey, I'm you know, pregnant. Hey, let's get through this together. Hey, I'm going to be doing a lot of this on my own. Um, if we break up, I guess I want to get into, I know you mentioned you go to therapy, but 
in the midst where this is kind of new for you and you're trying to figure out what makes the most sense is co-parenting, mm-hmm. not only what whatever works best for yourself, but also for your child, what what keeps you sane? What type of mental health, um, I guess, any regimen, any apps? <laughs> yeah, what, what regimen, any routines that you have to yeah. kind of get yourself through this? Man, um, so many, but yeah, therapy for me, it's been a culmination of things that have been working together, um, in a system that has been working for me now every day, especially during this time, cause we, we are living in unprecedented times. And I feel like every day I have to manage my intake of news in general, whether it be social media, real news, anything just so that I can, uh, keep my mental to a sustainable level where I'm not inundated with so many emotions and thoughts and things that I can't really control. Right. So I manage that definitely go to therapy, but I also, um, meditate every day. I hate to sound like one of those people. Y'all okay, I know listen, I moved to California and just became my best hippie self, Mandy. Oh, um, God, you're drinking green <laughs> juice and acai bowls. <laughs> literally every day. But no, I I do. I meditate every morning. Um, I get up before, uh, before the baby and it's, you know, 10 to 20 minutes, whatever I'm kind of feeling, but it's at least either 10 or 20 minutes of silence. I say mantras to myself, um, things like I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm loved. Uh, I'm worthy of love stuff that I had to say to myself because there was many a years where I did not love myself, you know? Um, and then after that, I write three morning pages every day and it is really just a stream of consciousness. Um, I learned that by reading this book called the artist's way. Uh, and it's essentially, it was a book created to kind of help any blocked artist. um, tap in with their art form, whatever that may be, whether you're a writer, a banker, a fucking painter, anything, um, this is supposed to kind of help you release and grow and heal. And so I do that also. Um, I don't you ever go back and read the information pages. on that. I was about to say, you want yes. to send me the information on that. I, I absolutely will. It's, it's life changing what I will say. And it became something that I just, I just naturally do. Um, but I put everything out there on that page. I put everything on the page even whatever negative thought, whatever positive thought, whatever thought it is, I get it out so that I can move past that and and be structured and more cognizant and intentional about my day. Right. So I want to, you brought up just the word negative. And before we get out of here, I want to ask you, what does a negative co-parenting situation look like to you? Um, Or what things have you seen that are negative that you would want to change? Um, a negative co-parenting situation for me is one that creates um, emotional trauma to my kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have to be ready for if, in fact, she does feel a way about mommy and daddy being separate, right? Because every child and every person is different and they process things different. Um, so for me, she, for both of us, you know, she is our number one concern and her emotional stability and health as a child, as a future woman in this world is that she can be her best self. So anything 
if it's us fighting, which we've done, you know, I'm we're not perfect. So that right. has to stop. And that's why the root is how can we make sure that we maintain a good, conver- or, or excuse me, a good relationship amongst ourselves so that we can be good to her because we can't do this. And we've done that in the home as a, and being in a relationship. Um, a lot of people do that. It's, it's sometimes it, it is what it is. I've seen my parents fight, you know? Right. But right. I don't, we want, all have, no one's perfect, have, right? We all have. Um, but to me, how we interact with each other, if that has a negative effect on her, then that is a negative co-parenting. And before we get out of here, what advice would you give to someone who um, is newly into getting into a co-parenting situation? So maybe they've been with the father of their child or the mother of their child. I don't know if any men are listening. Um, And they see that they're entering a co-parenting situation. What bit of advice would you give to them? I would say... um... I mean, you draw mad gems, but go ahead, and, <laughs> go ahead and bring another one, girl. Bring another one to the, to the it table. It wasn't until I could have accountability in my own actions that I could truly look at the bigger picture of our relationship and how we got there, right? So that was the first part, like, because it's very easy to claim victim. And there may be cases where you truly are that, right? I don't want to speak for a person who like, no, I we were good. And then this happened. But if you if there's any level of accountability, you have to have that because you kind of have to, you have to see Feel how you feel, but then also put yourself in that person's shoes so that y'all can get to a point where you can be good. It's just however, whatever that looks like for y'all, everybody's situation is different. But where can you have a relationship where you can be on somewhat the same level because it won't always be the same, but that y'all are like, okay, we are aligned and this child is making sure that they have a life of love Um how do we move forward from here? That's my suggestion. That was what worked for me, having accountability. I love that. I love that. Well, Gigi, I want to thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Guys, if y'all want to hear more from Gigi, because listen, your your voice the whole time, I was like mesmerized. Um, (laughs) But no, you guys can check out more from Gigi on the Oprah Rose Show. Again, that is everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Gigi, do you have anything else that you want to leave off with or let our people know where they can catch you? Um. I love y'all. I love Mandy. Thank you so much for having me. You are amazing in every way. Seriously. One of the more recent people that I have met that has truly been a gem to me. I love watching you do the damn thing. I love watching you speak for people who don't have the platforms or the voice to do so for themselves. Um, that is very much so needed in this climate. So thank you. Um, and y'all can Girl, catch I me on. Look, look, I'm about, I'm about to take that whole snippet and play it to myself every morning. Thank you, girl. You just over here gassing me, girl. It's no um, gas. No. I just like to listen. Y'all got to give flowers when they're due. I'm tired of taking flowers to funerals, so I only take them to you Say in it. person or virtually. Um, but for those who want to find me, you can find me on all socials. GG Money Seventeen. Yes, I'm ghetto. Um, and then uh, the Oprah Rose Show. Uh, or Twitter, Instagram, and anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. 
I absolutely love Gigi. And again, make sure you guys check her out on the Oprah Rose Show podcast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Again, guys, this is this is a conversation that I think we just need to open up more about with our friends, our moms, our aunts, our sisters, um, because it's real. I, I, I want to, um, of course, leave off with some stats that about half of all American children will experience their parents' divorce and 25% will face divorce in a parent's second marriage. Um, and negative co-parenting behaviors have been shown to be harmful to children's development. Specifically, children who are exposed to high levels of ongoing parental conflict are at higher risks of various behavioral and emotional problems as well. Um, and guys, harmonious and effective co-parenting is characterized by parents viewing each other as equally valuable. Um, so, so again, something that I like to leave off with too is just a little tip. I mean, I know that when you're dealing with raising children on your own, you could have, you know, vengeful sort of emotions and, and remorse and all of these ill feelings toward the other parent. But it's definitely important to maybe keep those feelings to yourself and not to let those, you know, feelings about the other parent displayed in front of the children. Again, that's something as well that I went through and I can say it definitely affected me getting older. Um, so again, guys, be a part of making change, be a part of starting the conversation. And again, I hope you enjoyed another episode of period sis again, brought to you by the official box owner. If you have not yet joined our mailing list and become a part of the OBO squad again, until next time. Bye guys.